Welcome to the Business Life of Husband and Wife podcast. A show based on real experiences in business and life. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Business Life of Husband and Wife. Um, so this episode is going to be a little bit different for you guys. We have been receiving some feedback slash some sassy comments. Um, the fact that we have not released the audio version of our book yet, which is ultimately what this podcast is based on. So ultimately, Clint and I are a little bit guilty in this section. We have not physically recorded this yet. So what we're going to do this season is we're going to release chapter by chapter for you guys. So you guys have the opportunity to listen for those of you who haven't purchased the book yet, had the opportunity to sit down and read it. So we are taking that out of the equation for you. So you can just simply tune in and listen. So without further ado, here it is. Here's the business life of husband and wife uh, introduction. So this book is dedicated to all of the hardworking people who dare to take the ultimate risk of starting a business with their spouse, life partner, or other half. And thank you to all of those wonderful people in our lives who have allowed us to be able to write this book. And you know who you are. Introduction. Congratulations, you have opened a book that will either terrify you or motivate you, or maybe a little bit of both. The crazy ass idea of not only starting a company, but running one with your spouse can be a daunting task. Trust us, we've been there and we're still alive to talk about it. Our goal is that you read each chapter of the book, you will be inspired to do something truly great with your partner, while at the same time, gain a better understanding of the trials and tribulations you may face moving forward. You may be in for a bumpy ride, but it's completely worth it. Business Life of Husband and Wife is our take on how to successfully begin and then scale up a business with your significant other as your professional partner. We want to show you what we have done and learned during the past seven years while running our company, Two Birds Furniture, Inc. This book is a candid look into the inner workings of our relationship as we navigate the world of business while not trying to start a fight in a grocery store parking lot because one of us forgot to grab milk. Before going further, we want to let you know what we are all about and how we got into let's write a book point in our journey. Both of us, Robin and Clint, grew up in Southern Alberta, but we didn't meet until 2012 at a roulette table in Las Vegas, Nevada. No joke. Robin was in Sin City for a wedding as the maid of honor, and Clint was a young man fresh out of firefighting school in Laredo, Texas, making a pit stop before heading back to Alberta. We took a gamble or two in the casino that weekend, and the rest is history. Two years later, we made a couple of small life changes, like getting married and starting Two Birds Furniture together. Do you catch the meaning of the name now? Both of us had business expertise prior to meeting one another. Robin operated an equine physiotherapy business for 12 years, and Clint had had two minor companies during his time at the University of Lethbridge. Let's just say we both knew we were unemployable, but by anyone except ourselves. Two Birds Furniture started in a 10 by 10 basement room in an undeveloped area of a condo we were renting. It was a treat and a pain in the ass all at the same time. It was like having a delicious bowl of ice cream and suffering from brain freeze. Nevertheless, if you fast forward six years, we are now running a successful business, making some money and living our life the way we want it. So what happened in those six years that got us to where we are today? This is why you need to read the book because Cole's Notes version will only get you a C minus and Clint would know because that's how he passed university. But let's look at the challenges of starting a business. What are the three greatest challenges? The biggest problem we have found during the past seven years is that most people in the world have a fear of failure. That fear is predicted by external factors that play on our emotion and render us useless in confronting that fear and overcoming it. In owning a business with your life partner, 
That fear could be the fear of becoming another statistic in the ever-increasing divorce rate, or the fear of what family or friends will think of bankrupt if bankruptcy looms, or the fear that how the outside world will look at you if you completely botch this opportunity and don't become successful and or make a complete ass of your of ourselves. But really, who cares? Life is about experiences, trials, tribulations, failures, successes, and just trying things you've never done before. The second biggest problem is the stigma around romantic working relationships. We've found that once you take the plunge as a couple and start a business, investors look at you like a time bomb waiting to blow. Furthermore, friends and family think you won't be successful because they could never imagine working all day with their spouse and then coming home and sleeping with them. However, some of the most successful people in the world are couples. Tom and Giselle, Jay-Z and Beyonce, Barack and Michelle Obama, those are household names that have made it big together. The last obstacle, and the most important, is the possibility of complete and utter communication breakdown. This is where things go nuclear, which is why it is in the entire premise of our book. When starting a business relationship with your romantic partner, it is very easy to forget to leave your baggage of the day at the office or at home. The bleeding of boundaries is common in our society. Having work emails on personal cell phones and Zoom calls at the same table where you eat dinner are just a couple examples of overlap. We may not be perfect in engaging in dialogue, but we have found a pretty good way to separate out our emotions when discussing topics of conflict with one another. We are going to showcase our fears and how we overcame some challenges addressed above and how we dealt with others to get through the good, the bad, the ugly of running a company together. We are not going to deliver any solid gold, stra- solid gold strategy for success or some dumbass play f- playbook for you to follow step by step. Rather, we want to show you what happens when you take on the biggest relationship stress test there is, managing money and emotions. Lastly, we are going to dive into our common sense approach of communicating with one another and explain how we separate our home life from our business life while being able to integrate them both into our lives. All our tests, perspectives, and personal experiences will tie into the five core principles of communication, which are one, trust, two, honesty, three, acceptance, four, balance, and five, the sixth sense. Each of these will be explained in detail as you take this journey with us. So buckle up, enjoy the book, take a few things away from it to incorporate into your life and the journey you are on with your spouse, partner, or other half. Oh, and try not to kill each other while you're doing it. Embrace the unknown, the fear, the failure, the success, the bouts, and the ins and outs. So, chapter one, two minds are better than one. One of the most important things you need to do before starting a business is recognize the myths floating around out there. We're not talking about the gods and heroes of ancient Greece or Rome, but rather the illusions that many people have about the business world. We all know that every great idea starts in the mind, so, but so do the really bad ones. In 2000, Blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix for around $50 million, but the VHS rental giant wasn't interested. One went belly up, and the other is now a multi-billion dollar enterprise. It's in, inside our heads where choices are made, thoughts are given life, and plans of action are created. This is why we will explore and debunk four different myths about going into business with your partner slash spouse in this chapter. Using the acronym MIND, so M-I-N-D-S. And yes, we know that there are five letters in that word. The myths. One, men and women are from two different planets. Two, inevitability of divorce. Three, not accepting help. Four, doing everything yourself will work. Five, 
sacrificing your career or relationship. Myth one, men and women are from different planets. Biologically speaking, men and women are filled with a cocktail of different chromosomes and hormones. You may have even heard the famous saying that men are from a different planet in our galaxy. John Gray wrote an entire book about it. At times, it feels like the differences between men and women have been analyzed to death in order to make money off people's insecurities. And while some days it may feel like we are living on different planets, we are all human at the end of the day. Even though our sex may be determined at birth, our actions and choices are what ultimately define who we are, regardless of how we go to the bathroom. Our choice to enter into business venture together was not one that we took lightly. We had people tell us things like, your brains aren't wired the same and therefore you won't be able to make it work long term. Even though one of us wore a dress at our wedding and the other wore a suit, our ultimate goal for our marriage was just like for our business. It was the same. Our two minds needed to work as if we wanted to be successful. But let me tell you, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. At the beginning of most relationships, we have stars in our eyes and lofty fantasies about our future. If you've ever been in love, you know the beginning is like a golden sunrise. It's beautiful, but it's also blinding. Everything is going so well, and then pow, life hits you right in the kisser. Problems bubble to the surface and differences between you are really put into focus. Disagreements and fights between partners in a relationship are common. You you both start throwing a yellow penalty flags on the field, but there is no referee to blow the whistle. Arguments and discords are a basis for essentially all of the plot development in any romantic movie or novel. The Notebook just wouldn't be the same with all, all that little drama between Ali and Noah. However, the key factor is how each person comes out of that disagreement and shifts his or her mindset moving forward into the next discussion. It's important to note that our society, there are forces and pressures at play that want us to believe that men's and women's brains are more different than they are the same, but that simply isn't true. Over time, these incorrect assumptions have become societal norms, which many have have accepted as fact. Men love sports. Women love shopping. Men love power tools and hunting. Women love makeup and days at the spa. There are countless advertisements and commercials that play on these stereotypes. However, one of the most significant of these incorrect assumptions might be that men are logical and women are emotional. The myth that men lack emotional intelligence and don't express their feelings is something that needs to be dispelled. Men can be emotional If you've ever been in a room with a bunch of guys during the Stanley Cup playoffs and their favorite team is playing, you know what I mean. There is yelling and sometimes even tears. Alternatively, women can certainly be logical. Neil Armstrong and the crew of Apollo 11 probably wouldn't have made it to the moon without the contributions of the female programmers and scientists working for NASA at the time. They needed the minds of both men and women to make the mission a success. Even though we aren't rocket scientists, we both have had to work at overcoming our own biases to understand each other for the better and the good of our relationship and our business. It's easy to make assumptions about the way each of us communicate, which might be why divorce rates have skyrocketed in the last few decades. This is not just a one-dimensional either. Jealousy, insecurities, and past experiences all contribute to the way we react to certain situations. It can be a vicious cycle sometimes, but the downward spiral can be stopped. If we realize that the vast majority of our fights with each other are due to our own eagles and egos and inabilities to look at multiple perspectives, progress can be made. Also, when we come to an agreement that both of us have unique strengths and weaknesses, we are able to utilize those strengths and weaknesses for the common good. This notion will be discussed in greater detail in further chapters. Ultimately, understanding your partner is all about open and honest communication on all topics. Going into business with your spouse carries with it considerable risk. And if there isn't a foundation of trust, it's only a matter of time 
before the building will crumble. Trust and speaking the truth are absolutely critical. Secrets cast unwanted shadows and those dark spots in a relationship can eventually become a cancer, which can lead to the second myth. Myth two, inevitability of divorce. Odds are pretty good that you know a couple uh, personally or that you know one that have been through a divorce. According to Statistics Canada, the divorce rate for couples that were married in 1955 was 0.27 per 1,000 marriages. But by 2001, that number had jumped to 26.08. That's nearly a 1 100th fold increase in fewer than 50 years. The reasons for this staggering increase in divorce rates can be attributed to numerous factors. However, one of the root causes that one of the root causes may be that so many people are searching for greener grass on the other side of the fence instead of attempting to fix what's broken. The throwaway mentality has become a societal norm, and we have reached a point in society where the consequences of our actions have less permanence. Each year, humans toss millions of items into the garbage that could otherwise be fixed. Cell phone doesn't work? Throw it away and buy a new one. Small rip in your jeans? Most likely that pair is going to be dumped and donated instead of mended. But what happens when a relationship reaches a breaking point? It all comes down to choices. We all make choices on a regular basis. Some are as simple as selecting what to eat for breakfast, while others are more serious, such as buying a Ford or a Chevy. Choosing a partner is also a choice. In any relationship, but especially one with which romance and business intertwine, the consequences of those choices are amplified for a number of reasons. For example, unlike spouses who have jobs at different places, going into business with your partner means sharing an office at work and a bed at home, unless somebody has been demoted to the couch. Furthermore, stress at work about projects and deadlines and clients can creep into the household. However, we've learned a few tricks to keep our relationship and business strong despite the storms. Divorce doesn't have to be the end result just because there are pressures we experience simultaneously. One of the most important lessons we've discovered during our journey is that it's essential to check your ego. You have Talents and skills that you that give you confidence as an entrepreneur, but so does your partner. Will your partner's abilities and decision-making prowess affect your level of success? Absolutely. If you're in business together, you need to be able to create synergy. In other words, your whole needs to be greater than the sum of its parts. When you can achieve that, it, it will not only make your business stronger, but your relationship as well. Divorce becomes a foreign word from a distant land, but that doesn't mean you won't have the occasional situation to work through. You're an entrepreneur, so problem solving is part of the job description. Being an entrepreneur also gives you much more freedom and independence than other jobs, but, but that doesn't mean that you're always right. In fact, admitting when you need a helping hand can be one of the most liberating feelings, especially if you ask the right, right person for it. Myth three. Not accepting help and doing everything yourself will work. In the workshop at Two Birds Furniture, there are occasionally large project that, projects that require more than one of us to accomplish without injury. Lifting barn doors, assembling tables, or installing wood mantles can be done as a solo project, but they are much easier with more than one person. Similarly, you can run a business by yourself. Many do it, but eventually the tasks become more than one person can juggle and all the balls come crashing down. It's been said... That to be successful, you need help. And there's a reason for that. Even the most successful and wealthiest people in the world need to push in the right direction. 
Billionaires Oprah Winfrey and Richard Branson both had support from their partners to get where they are today. Not one of us is truly a one-person show. Some like to think that they are, but behind the scenes, they're most, almost always some amazing partners and spouses or employees that help them shine. Asking for help doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you're strong enough to know how to navigate through a tough situation. We also all need a stable environment in which to thrive, and that starts with who is in your corner and who is better than your spouse. Myth four, sacrificing your career or relationship. Do you like ice cream? Even if you don't, let's assume that you do. Do you like pie? Again, let's say that you do. Can you eat each one of those foods on their own? Why, yes, you can. But can you also enjoy one more by putting them together? Indeed. Ice cream is like your career and pie is like your relationship. Or maybe it's the other way around. Regardless, you don't need to sacrifice one for the other. It's possible for them to mix. And many couples actually combine these very effectively. On the other hand, some are like oil and water. But that's not what this book is about. Better leave that for the shrink with the PhD to help you with. You've probably also heard the term work-life balance. Rather than thinking about your life at at or away from work as a scale that needs to reach equilibrium, consider the metaphor of the light switch instead. You either love the game or you don't. You love what you're doing or you hate it. You either jump in and take a chance or you don't because you're scared of risks. There's no dipping your toe into the pool from the high diving board. Your personal definition of success is up to you and your partner should discuss. It's important to set those boundaries in order to create a fulfilling life for both of you. When Tubert's furniture was still in the early stages, we both had our own insecurities and often there were more questions than answers. But eventually we got to a point of comfort with our situation and and the life we wanted to lead. You don't need to pick between your career or relationship. Good news. You can have both and be happy. It was the spring or summer of 2012. We started going on dates more regularly and establishing our relationship. Almost all all couples at the beginning of a relationship want to see each other as much as possible, which is natural, and it helps develop deeper feelings. This wasn't the case for us at all. Clint was erecting buildings in a variety of rural locations, and Robin was on the show jumping circuit with her business. Both ventures resulted in long days, weeks, and months. As a result, this left minimal time for one another, and worse yet, the only time they had for one another was between jobs. This meant that when we did see one another, we were often either irritable, exhausted, and feeling less romantic than the average Joe. We had a choice to make and work to put in if we wanted our relationship to take a root and start growing. We had to learn how to communicate more effectively. When it comes down to it, life is about choices, plain and simple. Coffee or tea, skirt or dress, fries or salad. We made a decision... And then we move to the next and so on and so on. Each each decision leads to another and some are definitely more complex and lasting than others. One of those important decisions is picking a lifestyle and a partner that aligns with your vision of success, even though sometimes it's not blatantly obvious at the time. Tuber's furniture is evidence of the choices we made. We decided one day to commit to starting a business together rather than complaining during our growing pains and blaming each other for the crazy things that happened along the way, which can cause resentment. We wanted to air out the dirty laundry and put it in a book, undies and socks and all. So many people in the world today like to complain about the things and come up with reasons as to why things won't work, shouldn't work. Here are some of our favorite excuses we've heard about not being able to work with your spouse. We have, we have to have family time. We all need 
that for a healthy life, but it's how and when you choose those moments that's important. It's not necessarily being home every night for dinner at five o'clock to make your spouse happy. You can be creative with family time by bringing the kids to the office when when it's possible. Is it the fact that you're all home at a certain time sitting around a specific table that makes it a family dinner? No. The fact that you're all together makes it a family dinner. Make them a part of your team and give them a safe and meaningful task to do. At the end of the day, it's your business. I don't have time. Yes, you do. Each of us are gifted 24 hours in a day. We make choices about how we spend it. This is one of the worst excuses in history. We both firmly believe that you make time for what you find important. If you love exercising or find joy in reading, you'll find time to do those activities. Therefore, the excuse of not having enough time is a weak one. Too many people use this as a crutch to avoid starting something, such as starting a business with their spouse or something else they are passionate about. In short, try something new, take a risk. What is the absolute worst that can happen? I'd kill him or her if we had to work together. This is a popular one with most of her, uh, with the most serious consequences. Here's a free tip to avoid spending time in criminal court and or a correctional institute. First, work on your relationship, sort out some of your issues and read this book. We've been in this game for almost a decade now, and neither of us have come that close to jail time, except for that one time. But we better leave that part out. I like to have space. Yes, so do we, and pretty much every person we know. Find your space and communicate your needs to your spouse. It's easier to explain it to him or her rather than hiding out in a nine-to-five job that you don't even like. This is all about honesty. Here are a few options to consider for creating a space and time for both of you. Book a hotel room for a night or two for yourself every few months. Take yourself to a bookstore and explore the shelves. Maybe even buy this book for a friend or family member. Go out for a coffee shop with your friends without your other half. Or find a hobby you love doing, hockey, scotch tastings, dress club, horse clinics, and going to the gym or a few we use. We wouldn't last long term. This excuse is like giving up on the race before you even start. Think back to the third myth, not accepting help and doing everything yourself will work. You can get better together and if you shift your mindset from independence to interdependence. Rather than experiencing an an implosion, your relationship and business can experience an explosion of energy, renewal, and innovation if you put the time and effort into it. If both of you are willing to make your relationship and business work, be confident that it will. The key is seeing the bigger picture rather than focusing on short-term bumps in the road. If you've ever driven on a gravel road, gravel country road, you know that that it always isn't a smooth ride. There are a few stains in our truck due to spilled coffee because of just that. However, if you let the pothole or two demoralize your entire trip, entire trip, well, damn, it happens and then it's done. The rest of the journey and the destination is the real goal, not just a couple of rough spots. Clint's great-grandma, Grace Coleman, used to say, oh, poor you, anytime someone whined about anything. She was one tough woman who lived through the Great Depression and World War II. The majority of our generation has no reference for the real hardship of those periods. And in general, we have it relatively easy compared to our ancestors. And we still recite many of the same narratives as they did 70 to 80 years ago. Takeaways from chapter one. Dispel the myths around working with your spouse and the MINDS acronym. Remember, two minds are better than one. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next time for Chapter 2. Thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe to the show. 